Well, hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwells, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, you rejoin us this week as Raggy, Matt, and Chris all come together to continue in our adventures in the last leg of this campaign. So, without further ado, grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join us for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had, well... Lots of things had happened. Uh, Belsia and Hannah had been playing practical jokes on each other, hammering Belsia into a coffin. Belsia had then taken off into the city, gone for a little wander around the city, arriving at a 24-hour funeral home, uh, nearly getting himself cremated. He had, in fact, managed to save the day with some amazing dice rolls and bought himself a deluxe coffin kit. Even came with wheels. Hanash has just been sneaking around in the shadows, pulling strings, just sending out the odd message to his friend via bat to, to get his shopping done. And Tatty Bojangles took in the um, Continental Breakfast at the Busty Barnacle Inn, having a little scare as a black-cloaked figure entered the bar. But it just turned out to be the local harbour mistress who offered them board, repair, and fuel. Thank God, not an elf. As we pick back up with the action, who wants to kick things off? I imagine it's Hanash or Tati. Someone get me a weapon. I throw it out to the, to the universe and then I go back to sleep. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Tati go to whatever shop she wants and then I'll chime in when, uh, if he gets to one that I'm interested in. narratively I imagine you just take a small piece of paper scroll weapon don't be afraid to spend the monies with a Z tie it to a bat and just throw it at a window as the bat just twats off the window as you have to like open a window let the bat out he throws the bat at the window he doesn't throw the note he throws the bat yeah and he's like go that's exactly what happens that makes sense as Tatty, you are out in town with Barbara, having a constitutional, living life, enjoying yourself. As you just hear a... There's a flapping of leathery wings as something splats down on your shoulder. Very uncomfortable in daylight. Not happy. <laughs> yeah, it's not happy. You just hear it hissing. It does not want to be out. It's crepuscular, listeners. It likes coming out at dawn and dusk. But its master has forced it out in the midday sun as it just drops a note on you and just fucks off down an alleyway. As you look down at the note that says, buy weapons, don't be afraid to spend the monies. Love, Hanash. I take the note. I assume that it means that I should look for something that is mechanically better than what Hanash already has, or just something exciting that I think would be fun for him. And I'm like, ooh, I never get to have a shopping day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where do you want to go? I'm going to go to... Somewhere that sells armor, so like a blacksmith or an armorer's, because I need some armor. Okay, yeah, as you, you go to an armorer's, you hear it before you see it. You just hear the ting, 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 ting of just hammer on metal on an anvil. As you see a workshop with smoke billowing out of it, it's kind of cloudy through an archway. I'll head inside and... Uh, I know, I, I kind of know the 
best stuff that I'm going to be able to get for myself, but I might as well ask them. I'll go up to the person that looks to be the proprietor or whoever's banging on the anvil. I'll say, hello, do you sell light armor, studded leathers and such? She's a dwarfen lady, strong arm muscles and uh, like flowing ginger hair that's tied up with a metal band with runes on it. She's like, right, Genta, armorous, leather armor, you say? Hmm. I prefer to work in metal, but I've got some leather out the back, if you know what I mean. Do you have studded leather? Studded leather would be preferable. Yeah, I do. All right, one of them, eh? You don't have any magical armor, do you? Nah, I'm sorry. There was a magic shop in town. Burnt down earlier in the year. Nasty fire. Mm. One of those thaumatological fires. All the colors crackled. It's beautiful, like fireworks night. Nah, just god honest armor here. These magic shops are great for the economy, but the the air pollution, <coughs> if if one of them goes up, is 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 more than you can imagine. It's, ugh, I know, it's crazy. The thaumatological footprint. I'll take a set of studded leather armor, and if you can point me in the direction of a uh, someone who sells weapons, unless you sell weapons, in which case we're going to need to carry on talking. I do not, but my friend Twank, he sells weapons over the way. Twank. Okay. Twank. I will pay you for the studded T-wank. leather. T-Wank. Twank. T-Wank. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's pronounced Twank. Don't be going in there with any of those nasty Twanky jokes. He will up the price. He's a stickler like that. But, yeah. It's Zemnian. Okay. It's pronounced Twonk. 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 There you go. You got it. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Sit on the lungs. Sit on the lungs. It's a glamorous lifestyle being a blacksmith, but you die young. Uh, uh, studded leather. Uh, she goes out the back, measures you up, comes back. She's like, 45 gold pieces. 45 gold pieces. You have yourself a deal. Go over and see Twonk. He'll sort you out with a range of weapons, and also he has, uh, he's a Fletcher. So if you need your bows, your crossbows, etc., he'll also be good for that too. Love that for me. I'll go see Twank. Thank you for your... Um, I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just thanks. Just thanks. For being you. Thank you for not making... <laughs> thank you for not making this social interaction too painful, especially when you were telling me what Twank's name is. <laughs> As you just hold on to her hand slightly too long as she looks awkwardly and just takes her hand out of yours is like, yeah, any any time you need stuff, leather boy, happy to help. Or if you want to dress up in real metal, you know, if you ever get proficient, feel free. I'll, Always here. I'll let you know if I decide to multi-class. It's, it's a whole thing. I'm already, I'm already multi-classed. Yeah, whether your kink is. Yeah. Uh, wasn't in the stars. Cool. See you later. Yeah. I'll go see Twank. I'll make sure Barbara's following me. 
as you step out palpably just the rush of clean air it's been so dark and sooty and smoggy in there it's just been quite claustrophobic as you step out into the the midday air of Nicodranas as you take a lungful of clean air you you wander over you see a little stall shop a bit further down as uh, it's called Twank's Emporium as you make your way into Twank's you just see a rather scrawny looking tabaxi man who's seen better days who is currently he's got a length of gut and he's turning it into a bowstring hmm see you're a man who likes to twang on the <coughs> on the strings I promise I'm a good archer <laughs> um, I'm just bad at conversations is that a persuasion check yeah I think that's a persuasion <laughs> check you know <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> a nat 20. <laughs> he just deadpan stares at you for a while. He's got those kind of like old roomy eyes that are starting to glisten around the edge as he just stares at you. And then after a while, he chuckles into a... <laughs> I like you. Yes, we could be friends. What would I do you for? Twank! <laughs> Twank, good to meet you. I'm, I'm, I'm Tatty Bojangles, Master Archer. Tatty! Ah, oh, a man after my own heart. He puts down the gut uh, and it just flops flaccidly over the table as he takes you over to just a row of bows and arrows which are all fletched and there's crossbows and bolts. I take out the crossbow that uh, Hanash very lovingly gifted to me. And I'll say, look, I used to have a great bow and it got, it got, it got, it just got smothered in dragon fire when we were trying to kill a dragon. So that bow fell apart, as you would expect, when fire meets wood. And I've been using this crossbow since, but I, it, it's just so uncivilized. It has a trigger. Yeah. It has a trigger. It has a trigger. You know what I'm saying? It has a trigger. It's good to get you out of a fix, but it's not a gentleman's weapon, if you know what I mean. It's not a gentleman's weapon. So I'm in the market for a decent short bow or a decent long bow. Uh. If you've got something that's been, like, masterworked or magic, you know, I'm talking like your plus ones or your plus twos, that'd be... An instant sale. We don't have magic here. It's all down to skill. There's no luck involved. But as you can see, we've got everything from the little kids' ones, as he shows you this crappy piece of wood with string in it, all the way through as he takes you to a cabinet at the back, which is behind lock and key, as you see one of the most beautiful artisanal short bows you've ever seen, as he's like, the good stuff. That's been sighted. That is made of durable wood. You could hit a gnat off the back of an ox's tit at a thousand feet with that. It's not how the elves describe it, but I'll, um, yeah. Do I look like an elf? As he just wipes a wet tear away from his eye, putting a cigarette back into his mouth. This beautifully crafted short bow, is this the best you've got? Yeah. You know... Between two people who really know their way around a bow. I used to use it 
I won the regional competition. Got me some medals. As you look behind the counter up on the wall, he's got various cups and medals. I'd be sad to sell it, but I know it shoots true. Plus two short bow. I never got into the competition life. You know, I, 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 I think I found out too late that I was, I was, I was a, I was a good shot. I was already in the army, so uh, I figured, I figured I was only good for um, for killing people. Anyway, how many, uh, how, uh, how many, how many, how many gold pieces in the in the world money is that? Does it cost? Well, I would set you about seven hundred and fifty gold pieces for the plus two bow and crafted. Can voucher it myself. I'll take that. Yeah. Tell you what, I'll even throw in twenty arrows as he goes and pulls out. He's got various grades of arrows. As he's like, bundle of twenty arrows, give it you for free. Seven fifty gold pieces. Breaks my heart to say goodbye to her. Love that. Love that. The arrows are very much appreciated. I know you make all your own arrows. Have you got any that you've you've added a little something special to something something you know? I've been. I've tried to make explosive arrows before, and it didn't quite come off. Make me a persuasion check, please. Persuasion. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I'm trying to update my inventory at the same time, and I tried to write short bow, and I wrote sharp bow, and that made me so happy. Short bow. Short bow. Uh, cool. Uh, persuasion check. Here we go. Yes, please, sir. This this dice has to roll low at some point today. That is another nat 20. Four. Three nat 20s. Well done, son. Well done. As he looks at you, he eyes you up and down. Can I trust you? This sort of stuff, well, it'll get a man in trouble with the law. I don't see the law in this in this room. I just see two guys talking about arrows. Are you a man of the watch? You have to say yes if you are. No, I'm not a man of the watch. <laughs> All right, good. Come with me. As he walks to the front of the shop, he closes it. <laughs> he walks to the front of the shop, he flips the close sign, and he takes you round the back of the counter, and he pulls out a tray as he's like, they have a number of illegal numbers down here. Explosive arrow, acid arrow, ice arrow, fire arrow. Or one of each. Woo! I mean, I'm gonna have to. How many of the fire ones have you got? I've got one of each. One of each. I'll take one of everything. One of everything. Well, I should give you a discount, then, shouldn't I? <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. I Let's call it around two hundred for all of them. Two hundred gold sold. Fire, ice, explosive. A poison. The hit new band hitting <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> I do love a bit of karaoke. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I got to ask while I'm here. It's not for me. I got a guy who who loves. He's a big strength guy. He's, he's strong. He likes to swing a two two handed weapon, something like that. Uh, if you've got anything special in the two-handed variety, like a great axe or a great sword, that would be very that would be uh, interesting. I'd also be curious to see what you've got what you've got in the one-handed 
one-handed close close combat. I'm weapons. more of a Fletcher, to be honest. But I've got I've got a standard. Well, I mean, he takes you down. Think he's like I just do standard wear when it comes to uh, the weapons. But yeah, you know, he's got uh, battle axes, flails, glaives, long swords, morning stars. Um, you see a war pick and a war hammer as well. Nothing fancy, fancy. Just yeah. would get you out of a fight. I think nothing for six thousand. Yeah, nothing that's gonna. Yeah, yeah, nothing that's gonna remove me of my remaining uh, five thousand gold. Uh, I will. <laughs> this all <sound> sucks. <laughs> Counter offer. I do have. And he looks around, to see whether anyone's looking. A couple of boomsticks. As he takes a cigarette out of his mouth and just puts it in his mug of coffee, and you see it go out and sizzle <laughs> in the coffee. As he walks under, he gets a box, he lifts a lid, and you see sticks of dynamite. If you fancy a little boomstick, saw you out. How many How many are in there? But you didn't get them from me. Ten. I'll take. How many for? How much for all ten? He looks around. Oh, that's some heat you on. He licks his finger and just runs it across his chin in a creepy way and just goes, yeah, 500 gold pieces and I'll tell not a soul. Take it to the grave. <coughs> That's my grave, not yours. <laughs> All 10 for 500 gold. I'll take that. I'll take that. Puts the box on. Slides it over the counter and hands you. <laughs> Chris Rag would physically leave his house, come round and twat me over the back of the head if I didn't say yes. You, yeah. you have a sudden sense of a, a presence of your shoulder that you can't explain. <laughs> Just Chris Rag standing behind me going, Vim! All right. As he's like, Can I interest you in any more for any more? No, I'm good. You've 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 helped me out greatly today. I'll shake his hand and I'll say, uh, Twank, I know who to come to for decent fletching in Nicodranus. Uh, and for that alone, I'm super thankful. He shakes your hand with one of his paws as he walks you to the door, which is locked. And he unlocks it and just flips the sign back open. He's like, oh, thank you for doing business. It's been a pleasure. As he walks you out of the door, I need you to make me a perception check, please. Tassie. He's put a stick of dynamite in my pocket, and he has lit it. <laughs> he's just gonna—he's just gonna turn me into pink mess. <laughs> there it is, folks. There's the natural one. Oh. He knew it was coming. We knew that this dice had to crap out at some point. Is it—is is this a two-sided dice, one or twenty? <laughs> it's a one or a twenty. They are very. It is a very pretty dice. Ooh, to be fair. Ooh, and where did you get that dice? Uh, I got it from the Critical Role store. Ah, nice. Which character is it? Uh, it's it's one of the campaign three characters. It's uh, Lord Na. Oh yeah. Haven't made it that far. Still in campaign two. Uh, right. You leave the shop and you you make your way back to the Busty Barnacle, I presume. None the wiser. No, I am actually going to go. I remember we we were ac- we were accosted we were accosted by someone who ran a stall, and they said that they were selling magical. 
<laughs> items and trinkets. It's not been that long, so yes. I, I wouldn't even make you roll. In fact, your natural one reflects the fact that you really weren't paying attention as you left the shop, as you went looking for the lovely mystical lady known as Madame Chang, who just had a trestle table full of crap, and also said that she would identify magical items for a mere 25 silver pieces. <gasps> An item. Damn. I don't know if I brought everybody's magical items, but I know we have a lot of magical items <laughs> to identify. I'm going to say that I did, because because then we can contain all of this shopping in one episode. Well, if you can name things, I've got a list here that I happened to prepare earlier. So you... Fucking A right, I do. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Check out Roll for Stupid, a not-so-serious D&D podcast, which sees a bunch of Aussie mates with varying levels of charisma attempt to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Here's a little taste of the highs and lows, laughter and cringeworthy moments that make for an unforgettable adventure. And if you like what you hear, search for Roll for Stupid wherever you listen to your podcasts. Why don't you want to stay from the back right now? It's giving me real bomb vibes. Snail uh, racing. Snail racing. Yeah, snail racing. Snail. I'd like snail. to go see the garden. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Kill them all! Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Poor Belsia and Hanash. They're having to just slum it in a in a shopping episode. As you make your way to the trestle table, this mystical lady who's got like some sort of weird silk sash wrapped around her head. The whole place stinks of joysticks. As she's like, Oh, hello, my little friend. How are you? Back so soon. I am very good, thank you. I've had a lovely morning of shopping and hanging about with uh, Barbara here, and I'll gesture down to Barbara. Barbara's covered in soot from the uh, blacksmith. Yeah, of course. Uh, she's she's got herself in a bit of a tizzy, but nevertheless, we 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 go on, uh, and we are having a wonderful day exploring the sites of Nicodranus. And I did say that I was going to come back here. I think I promised to come back here, so here I am with a bunch of shit she looks at you she's like I must ask are you or are you related to a member of the watch you must say yes if you are <laughs> you know if if I had a gold piece for every time someone had asked me that today then I wouldn't be rich but I'd have two gold pieces which is more gold pieces than I would expect to have from that question Stop being cute with me and answer the question, little man. Are you are you related to a man who is a member of the watch or a woman? I am not <laughs> I am not related to to anyone who is in the watch. Okay, very good, very good, very good. Then on we go. Show me your trinkets and I will tell you if they sparkle with the light of magic. Okay. Here we go. Uh I've got a ring. A gold band ring with a ruby in it. You hand it to her and she just goes sheet white. She looks at you. You get the feeling she's about to just leg it. She's looking at something of immense value in her hand as her eyes light up. Um, Hold on. She has a moral compass, listeners. As she could see in her eyes, she was thinking of legging it, and she's like, you have no idea what you have here, do you? Nope. That's why I'm here. <sighs> All right. This 
is the ring of three wishes. Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> That's so cool. I have genuinely just identified the hanger three wishes for you for 25 silver pieces. I am starting to rethink my price structure. Cool. Is the rest of your shit is this epic? Um, Ring of three wishes. DM, I'm going to say I'm not keeping track of how much this is costing me to, to identify these items. Well, 25 silver pieces so far. Well, yeah. She's looking I, very... Like, if you keep a track of how many <laughs> how many items, then I will know to times it by 25. I will... I'm on it. I, I, I'm, I, I will make a tally. I am part of this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Hanash. <laughs> Look at this. One. <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. Oh. Mr. Bojangles has ruined your evening. Oh, God, I feel like death listeners. I may die before we get through this list. Right, next. That's good. It's cool. I'm looking forward to one of the wishes being to double my dynamite supply. <laughs> <sighs> Just constantly be doubling your dynamite supply every second of every day. ABD, always be doubling your dynamite. Always be dynamiting. As he gets back to the inn, it magically is just the ring of wish as <laughs> Patty has a giant penis tucked into his sock. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, that's bad. Uh, right, what's next? Come up, come up, come up. We've got a large red bottle, which I assume is a potion. Oh a yeah, potion of some sort. I don't, I don't know if the red was the bottle or the liquid. She looks at it. She holds up this large red bottle, shakes it, and it glimmers slightly. Oh, you could really try and test me a bit more than this. Jesus Christ! A potion of greater healing. Oh, that's cool. We have a plus two staff, but I don't know if it is magical beyond that or if it is just a plus two staff. She takes the staff and just rubs it suggestively. Interesting, interesting. Uh, backwards and forwards and just goes, the staff is about as magical as my credentials. No, it is just a well-made piece of wood. Okay, cool. I think I still need to add that to my inventory, so I will. I'll do that. I mean, the staff is at least twice as tall as you are, so you've been carrying this giant plank of wood sideways. But in tradition of all RPGs, somehow you've managed to fit this six-foot staff onto a tiny gnome. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going to breeze through these like a motherfucker. Um, we have another bottle with clear, sparkly, oily liquid it is oil she looks at it she's like oh yes now my friend now you are really talking as she shakes it up all the bits glitter this is the oil of sharpness guaranteed to give you the edge in battle oil of sharpness not unintended we love that cool down the list we have the locket with the initials JJ she picks it up and you just hear a sudden intake of air she just goes oh you know what you have here. Is it the locket of three wishes? <laughs> she smells it and goes, This smells very much like herring. And she just throws it back <laughs> to you. This is just a fucking locket. This is nothing. Unless you consider love to be a magical power. I do not. No. Love is not the greatest magic of all. Or friendship. None of those things. We're not in a Disney movie. Love is in the air. This is true. If only they cost 25 silver pieces. <laughs> yep. Next. 
We have a wand that is scribed with flames. You are not even really trying me now, little man, are you? Of course, this is the wand of fireballs. It fucking has flames on the side of it. Wait, a wand of fireballs? Yes, as opposed to fire squares or triangles. Okay. Dodecahedrons. Not bolt, ball. Can't say that I didn't ask. Ball. Goggle my flaming balls, you numb. If we fill the sky with fireballs here and there, then you can't say that I didn't ask. Uh, I still have the locket, that's fine. We have another potion bottle that is clear and has a fingernail in it. Ah, I would know this anywhere. Now you are starting to test me. The potion of cloud giant strength. Woo! That's insane. I can tell these things are good because I'm looking at the names of them in D&D Beyond and they are all in, like, blue. Which is good shit. Uh, I have a potion that looks empty. (laughs) She looks at it, she shakes it, she undoes the cork on it, some spills out, and just the middle of her palm vanishes. She's like, oh shit, Uh, that is the potion of invisibility. Ah, there we go. Uh, potion of invisibility. Dope. She just looks at you through the palm of her hand. Okay. I'm assuming the envelope with the badly written love letter is not magical. Unless you consider love to be a magic, which many do. <laughs> <laughs> love and friendship aren't magic. They're just things. Uh, I have a lead amulet. Don't even waste my time, you little herring. That is about as magical as your crocodile friend. He's pretty magical. He throws fireballs around. Is he? Literally a sorcerer. (laughs) Literally an undead sorcerer. As two men carry a coffin behind you back to the inn. (laughs) Behind me and this woman, there's just like a a coffin just rolling along behind me. (laughs) And then, look, I know it's magical already, but I want to put a name on what it is. So I'm going to ask. The glowing green stone. What is it? And what does it do? She takes it off you. She holds it in her hand. Her eyes go wide. as She throws it back to you, scrubs her hand, enchants some words as you see, like, brown smoke wisping off her hand as she does thaumaturgy. As she looks around, gathers the four corners of the... Um, cloth which is underneath her trestle table picks up the four corners slings it over her shoulder and just goes five oh five oh i must run <laughs> and you just see her leg it you can hear all of her trinkets just <laughs> jangling together as she legs it down an alleyway does she still have the green stone you look down at your feet it's just spinning on the floor as she's so scared of it she hasn't even charged you neat for any of this she hasn't charged me for anything yet so <laughs> oh it's note taken for nothing She's gone. <laughs> you just hear the jangling of shit in, in like this piece of cloth that she's just swung over her shoulder. That's all you're going to get out of her, and you got it for free. She was not a fan of that green all right. orb. It's just spinning on the cobbles by your feet. Fair enough. I'll pick it up and put it, put it back in my bag. Did we get a bag of holding at some point? I'm sure that was something that we got in the... I do not believe that you have one, but I could be wrong. No, it's it's just me. Unless you count Hanash's anal passage, which is no longer used for passing solids. 
as he is a vampire. <laughs> it's an entry-only way. <laughs> There's no entry, it's just full of, like, the densest poop you've ever seen. Name of the episode. <laughs> it's like a black hole. <laughs> It has infinite mass. Guys, we go. We, we are like eight minutes left. It's cool. it's cool. We can get through this. So, I'm going to leave a single gold piece on the counter of this stall, and I'm going to walk away back to the busty barnacle. Make me a perception check. Okay, I'm going to use the same dice. So, it will either be a, a natural one or a natural twenty. Here we go. It's not a natural 1 or a natural 20, but it is a dirty 20. Not bad, not bad. As you walk away, you put the coin on and you just look back at the table. As you just see a filthy, dirty little street urchin just run up, look around, steal the gold coin and just leg it off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, you know, I did my good deed. She ran away before she could charge me. You've just destabilized the economy in Nicodranas. (laughs) Hanash, what are you actually doing? We've got eight we've got seven minutes left. I sleep in the daytime. I've just been I've just been chilling. I've just been waiting for I'm I'm, I'm waiting so excited for my new weapon to come back. My six thousand gold piece <laughs> weapon. I'm I'm just on the edge of my seat. Like I wonder what he's got me. I wonder if it'll be an axe or a sword. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm so sorry, Hanash. Scimitar spear. I tried it. I'm imagining what's happening to Belsia at the moment. I, I, I imagine they fell out and like got all sunburned a bit and like get to bed to like put it on him and then let's like put scrape him across on the floor and just chuckling to myself about that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm just doing a clip show of the two hours we have just experienced all together now, is what I'm doing. Amazing. Well, I just wanted you to have a hand in this adventure. I didn't want you to be, you know, just because you're crepuscular, I didn't want you to to not feel like you're a valued member of... I appreciate your inclusion. I I did keep it pointlessly, even though she ran away, but it was ten items. Well, how how much was it? Ten. It was ten. If anyone's interested, ten items. 250 silver pieces. There you go. 250, yeah. (laughs) And you gave her one that got stolen. I paid for... Four, I think. I think it was. I put the gold piece down, which I think a gold piece is a hundred silver pieces. Okay. But then accidentally destabilized a um, uh, uh, a non-domiciled economy uh, <laughs> with with that act. So it's the thing that happened, listeners. You can't even argue with it. It's the thing that happened. It's, it's it's not even the first time it's happened in this campaign. So this is what happens, just for narrative brevity. Tatty, you arrive back at the busty barnacle just in time to see two portly gentlemen carrying a disheveled coffin that goes through the door in front of you is carried across the bar and up the stairs as you walk into the busty barnacle you know it's got all the coming and going of the punters a few people asleep at the bar people chatting merrily people playing cards in the back corner as you make your way over to the bar top you see Civic Cloaca says alright oh no was he not dead uh, it, it, I mean 
The coffin looks different somehow. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's someone else. Maybe they're bringing a dead body in. Well, you'll be charged extra for that. What you do in the bed is up to you. Obviously, we can uh, we can offer you extra services for a coin as he pushes a pamphlet your way. But if you are going to bring in your own dead bodies, I am going to have to ask you just to pay a little bit extra for the, the for the linen. Uh, you would have no idea how hard it is to get decomposed effluvia out of Egyptian cotton. It's not Egyptian, it's Zemnian. There's no such place as Egypt. Everyone knows that's what we believe. <laughs> it's Zemnian cotton. And there's no such place as Lebanon. I learned that from... I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Smells nice, though. Nope, I didn't learn that from anyone. Elsie, I learned that. I say nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for Theobald, no no price is too great. Uh, or whoever's dead. I don't know. As he just puts another shot glass down, fills it full of fire whiskey. To Theobald, to the uh, to the long hibernation in the sky. Clink, clink. I'll clink glasses with him, hold it up, and I'll say, Your shell was tough <clears throat> and hard, but your heart was warm and gooey and we we got to un- he looks confused we got to understand that heart and yeah he, he rolled terribly he's confused at this point as he thinks you're talking about him in the eulogy I'm, look at, I'm looking up into the sky longingly <laughs> as I hold up the glass and I say his heart was warm and gooey unfortunately that was his demise and now <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately the blood thinners were too much and <laughs> blood spurred from every orifice ah well I hope that everyone in your party is of good health I really do as he looks over at Barbara just to make sure that she's alright reaches under the counter and just throws her a cold sausage that she just snaps up in her jaws appreciatively yeah she's fine it's at this point Tatty that you see a small gathering of people at the end of the bar who all seem to be gathered around something hmm yeah, check it out. Just make a little perception check, see if I can see what's going on. No need to make a perception check. You just slide between people's legs, just ducking and weaving. You come out at the front, looking up at the notice board in the inn, and you see lots of bits of paper pinned to it. Uh, you see somebody offering Ambo Jitsu lessons in Nicodranus. You see um, a seamstress offering uh, bespoke seamstressery. And you see a haberdasher who is looking for an apprentice. And then your eyes land on what everyone's looking at as the ice runs through your veins. You see a poster on brown paper, quite well printed. It has a picture of a group of people on it. One is a crocodile. I'm sure it's not us. One is a half-orc. I'm sure it's not us. One is a gnome. I'm sure it's not us. One is a tiefling. It's definitely not us. And one is a really poor impression of what might be a priest, but it got smudged in the printing press. As you read, squinting underneath, it says, Wanted for crimes against elf heritage, looting and plundering, violent criminal behaviour, and breaking the Wesnorian Accord. Signed, Oberon. Reward, 10,000 gold pieces. 
I mean, that was mostly... I mean, 99% of that was just gravity. Um, I mean, Hanash... Hanash had that really cool line when he when he shit on the... shit on the, on the court, on the witness stand, whatever it was that he did. That was like something I did. People are starting to gather around. I'm going to pull up my cloak and my... and my... like, whatever my, like, little bit of material is that I have underneath my armor. I'm just going to, like... <laughs> so you pull up your cloak and your string vest as you just melt into the crowd and make your way back up to your companions in their room in the inn. And that is where we are going to leave this week's episode. Ooh. Guys, we got to go. Also, I have some cool magic stuff for, yeah, for you two. For basically nobody else. But for you two, I have some. I have the ring of free wishes. You absolutely can't. <laughs> You're keeping that very close. At least until I maybe use one wish. But you can have the quarter staff plus two, and you can have the wonder fireballs. Ooh. Ooh. Can I just ask you if I were to say, like, I wish for a pony and the ring was there to hear me, would it happen, or do I have to be in possession of the ring? Is there kind of like a button on the ring? You have to be wearing it. I don't think that has an attunement requirement. You just have to be wearing it, which in itself is interesting. But Hanash, you can have the potion of cloud giant strength because that's pretty wild in terms of what it does for your strength. Oh boy. You're just leaving them on his snoring chest as it goes up and down, leaving other stuff on the top of the lid of the coffin of Melsia. Yeah, I'm like Santa Claus, except I'm a gnome. <laughs> I'm just going to leave a couple of random things by their by their bedside or on the coffin. I'm going to keep the ring of three wishes for now because I have something interesting that I might want to do. But we'll see. Okay. We will see. There we go. Hanash, you sacrificed your go valiantly to let your friends have an entire shopping montage for many an hour. I've had a lot of Hanash-centric uh, episodes. I was happy to sit back and, and watch the chaos. So lovely. Although, to be fair, you did get a box of dynamite. So, you yeah. know, every cloud has a silver I'm lining. sure it is. As Tatty just lights a match, looking at the dynamite in the dark. <laughs> I did want to ask, does anyone have, like, um, a spell to put someone to sleep? Or could... Um, uh, what's his name now it's been that long I started with this uh, learn one or like uh, prepare one I'm just I've got a plan for what I'm doing with my dynamite but I need to put someone to sleep <laughs> that worries me so much I, d- Rectal I don't think Aristobulus has that in his spell list yeah. I think it's something that Belsiar could learn but he'd have to do it when he levels up. I yeah, think. I don't I think that's to. I think that's how he learns spells. Unless we find a scroll somewhere. Yeah. All right. There is. Okay. There we go. Any more for any more? Mm, no. Oh, we will consider that a full lid. I'm sure there's lots of housekeeping we can do after the fact. Yes, I've just given you a smorgasbord of dangerous shit, and we probably need to agree some boundaries, especially with the ring of three wishes. I'm still amazed that you don't think that the Wonder Fireballs is going to be chaos. Pew, pew, pew. I'm excited to see Belsia discharge it inside a closed coffin and see what 
happens. <laughs> right, listeners, before we let you go, we just want to say a big thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck-nuggetry. Seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? Better yet, if you're feeling fruity, want to give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on. All of your reviews and recommendations go a long way to spreading the word of our misadventures far and wide. Now then, if you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode, your best bet is to find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, if you're still on there, where you can find us at Adventurers, A-N-O, number one. But you can also find us on Instagram, where the lovely Mr. Neil looks after, and you can have a chinwag with him. Or you can find us on Facebook, too. We're happy to see you anywhere on the social medias. Right, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from... the Coffin Dodger himself, Mr. Matt Durant. Goodbye! Well, the bar has been set high. <laughs> it's a massive goodbye from a man who likes to just nap and get other people to do his shopping, Mr. Chris Rag. Goodbye! <laughs> Wowza. And it's a goodbye from somebody with more contraband than a Barnsley teenager at a working man's club round the back by the bins. It's Mr. Chris Neal. Goodbye from Santa Claus himself. Such energy. Also, full disclaimer, I've never been to Barnsley. You truly haven't. With any luck, we'll see you back here next week for more adventuring. But in the meantime, my friends, remember... Stay... Dipsy. Do you have to do it in a creepy voice? Who is a creepy voice? That was Matt. Creep, creeping myself out. It's like a Radiohead song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not paying Tom York royalties. He can piss off. <laughs> right, go home. It's over. The end. Mr. Chris Neal, drop your bomb. Listen, we love you. You don't have to go home but you truly can't stay here. We have lives. We have to go home. We have to close up the bar. We have families that we have to get back to. We hate them, but we have families that we have to get back to. We'll see you at 9am tomorrow. Get the fuck out. Take Take it easy. Sleep it off. Sunny Jim. Adventure is out. <laughs>